Hi everyone. So I want to take the time before we get into this month's episode to talk about George Floyd and the events that have happened after his death. As someone who has a platform, however small it might be, I feel that I have the obligation and the duty to talk about what's happening currently. We talk about murder a lot on the show, so I hope that all of my listeners can recognize that what happened to George Floyd was nothing less than murder. To pin someone down and have them scream they can't breathe and not move off or try to help them is murder. There's no excuse beyond that. As a white woman, I have never had to personally deal with any of the discrimination that the black community faces almost daily. I can walk down the street, I can drive my car, and I can go into stores without the fear of experiencing extreme violence. I have that privilege. And because I have that privilege, I want to speak out against the actions taken against George Floyd and the black community as a whole. We cannot allow this abuse to go on any longer. I encourage all of my listeners to donate, protest, and sign petitions. The only way for things to improve is if we as a society band together and finally say that we will not allow this violence to continue. There will be a link in the show notes and description for you to click on that takes you to a master list, including GoFundMe pages and places where you can sign petitions, as well as other things that you can do in order to help the movement. There will also be a link to a listing on the podcast merch store. All of the money made from this listing will go to support Black Lives Matter and the bail funds. I will be donating any money I make from this episode and the next, including sponsorships to support Black Lives Matter as well. To listeners who are actively protesting, I ask that you please stay safe. To listeners who can't attend protests, I ask that you contribute through donations or petitions. Again, nothing will change unless we make it happen. Stay safe. I love you all. Black Lives Matter. Please note, this episode contains familicide, violence towards children, and violence towards women. Listener discretion is advised. Relationships can be hard to navigate. Communication is key, and the worst thing you can do is shut your partner out. But what happens when communication breaks down, your partner turns his attention to someone new, and he feels that in order to get the new life he wants with her, you need to disappear. Hey, have you heard about Chris Watts? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Hey, Have You Heard About? We're so glad you're here with us today. I'm your host, Maddie, and joining me again, they're back, my Aunt Sandy and my mom, Kim. Yay! Hello! Hello! If you remember from our June-July episodes from last year, our Elisa Lamb episodes, they were our guests, and we had so much fun, I decided to bring them back. So, here they are. All right, well... Thank you everyone for joining us again. I'm really glad y'all are along for this ride. A couple things before we get started. We have a Twitter. So if you're interested in a Twitter and an Instagram. So if you're interested in keeping up with the podcast, if you'd like clues about the upcoming episode, notifications about merch, you can follow us at HHYHA podcast there. Like I said, you'll get updates and all that sort of stuff. If you want more personal updates, you can check out our Patreon 
which is, hey, have you heard about on Patreon.com? You'll be able to get weekly updates from me, as well as an episode a day early for just $1 a month. It's really great. A lot of people, you know, enjoy it, for sure. We also have a Teespring store. So all of the proceeds from the store, and Sandy's cheering, all of the proceeds from the store... Fist bump. Fist bump, yeah, exactly. All the proceeds from the store go to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, which is a great organization that helps find children who are missing or are in very bad circumstances and they take them out of those situations so my t-shirt you better buy yours and we have a lot of cute t-shirts on there right now so you should definitely check it out it's really fun and it helps support a good cause so i think that's pretty much everything i need to talk about i blew through that because the the episode we have today is very complex But it's also very intriguing, and I've actually been working on this since January, I think. Yes. Do I need a notebook to take notes? You don't need a notebook. I'm going to keep it it as... She might. She might, but we're going to try and keep it as simple as possible. So, if you're new here, welcome, hello. What I do is I take guests who have hopefully, hopefully never heard of a case, a true crime case, a you know, ghost story or a conspiracy theory, and I just tell it to them so you get real authentic reactions from those people. So this is hopefully going to be a lot of fun. We also like to start every episode with some good news, and recently, because of the COVID-19 crisis, we have started talking about personal good news. So if you have any good news, if you have anything you'd like to share, you can DM me on Instagram or Twitter, or you can email me at hhyhapodcast at gmail.com. So today's good news from me is it rained today and I really like the rain and it's nice and good and everything looks green outside. So that's really nice. That's a good thing. So what about y'all? Go ahead, Kim. My good thing is that a dear friend of mine had a stroke on Friday and I was able to hear her voice today and talk to her and prognosis is good. And so anyway... That was that was very encouraging. So she's me. doing okay. She it's it's gonna be a long journey, mm-hmm. but she's she's encouraged by her PTs and OTs and doctors and nurses, and she she's very well, just pretty much handles our payroll, retirement, and payroll taxes. So she's very important to my business. And mm-hmm. So anyway, it's it's. It was really good to hear her voice and yeah. hear her. She was unable to speak until today? No, or we just, just we the first time you, okay. The first time I got to text okay. her. Okay, okay. Or talk to her. But to hear that she's going to make it back. Oh, and that's good. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's what Very good news. Yeah. All right, Aunt Sandy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I know it sounds cheesy because everybody has said, said it, but my good news is, or... I guess what I'm thankful for is just, at least in our household, we've been able to slow down quite a bit and spend more time with one, ano- one another. Mm-hmm. We we always have dinner together every night at the table, but it just seems like we are communicating with each other more and sharing important thoughts and feelings and just have become a closer-knit family between Caroline, 
Fred and I. So I'm very think that's very good news, and I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, that's great. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Very, very good news all around. So again, if y'all have any good news you'd like to share, you can DM me or email me. Whatever, we'll share it on the next episode, which will be our August episode because we're recording all of this in June. So here we go. All right, that's enough good news. I'm looking outside the window right now, and the rain is coming down a lot more which is the perfect time to start discussing our case for today. So this is, again, I've picked a more modern case. And this actually happened, let's see, in 2018. She's writing it down. She's writing it down. Okay. Kim is taking notes. So this this happened in 2018. Mm. So very recently. It's not even two years since this happened. It happened in August. Uh, So it'll be the two-year anniversary in August. Like I said before, this case is one that I have been studying since January. It is very intense. So again, it, it, it's 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 just it's a lot to think about for sure. I'm sure we'll all find this interesting. But before we get started, I'm actually going to have y'all watch a video and we're going to record and hear your reactions after the video. So let me play that for y'all right now. Well, what are our first reactions to watching that video? Aunt Sandy, you seem to recognize the man in the video. I've seen him before. Hmm. This is one that I have heard about. And I will, so I will hold back comments because I don't know that your mom has. I'm going to be honest with you. When his face showed up on the screen, shot the bird at him with both hands. <laughs> Which is a totally valid reaction for I'm, what I'm about to talk about. very angry mm-hmm. and 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 as far as behavioral characteristics that i noticed when he was talking on the news cast he was swallowing hard he was blinking a lot he was trying to make things jovial and happy and i don't see how you can do that when what happened what happened happened, happened. yes Okay, Mom, what are your thoughts watching that? Well, I don't know what happened specifically, but I, you know, of course, heard y'all's reaction. Well, you saw mine, and I'm sorry that influenced you. I, I should have. No, I didn't no, see it. Was, I didn't but see it was guttural. I, I mean. Which is why we do this show. Exactly. Yeah. It's fine. But as he continued to speak, I could tell that he was trying to cover up something. And then he introduced... I don't know that I know his wife's name yet. I missed that. But mm-hmm. I know his children's name now because he spelled Celeste's name out. So mm-hmm. it makes it very, very real. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who haven't caught on yet, the man that we're discussing today is Chris Watts and his case and what happened to his family. So before we get into that, let's talk about Chris and Shanann who was his wife. Mm -hmm. So Chris was born May 16th of 1985 in Spring Lake, North Carolina. He is a Southern boy to the core. He grew up in Fayetteville, North Carolina, stayed there all his life until he moved to Colorado eventually. And that's pretty much all we know about Chris is that he grew up in North Carolina. He was sort of shy personality, very introverted for the most part, but he was a very good looking man as well so it it was hard for him not to have that kind of attention on him which 
by that I mean, of course, you know, women being interested in him. So for Shanann, who is the wife in this story, she was born January 10th of 1984 in New Jersey, but she was raised in Aberdeen, North Carolina. And that's pretty much all we know. She at one point had an illness, I believe, I'm trying to remember, I believe it was, oh, what's that one that Selena Gomez had? Lupus? or I believe, yes, lupus. I think it was lupus. I'm pretty sure it was lupus. So she struggled with her health a lot. She mm-hmm. had been married at one point, but she had been divorced. No kids in that marriage. And she basically was just looking for a man who would support her in her health issues as well as her work endeavors as she started her career and stuff like that. As well as love and respect and cherish and all the things that go along with marriage. Exactly. So they actually met in 2010 on Facebook. He followed her or he friended her and she accepted the friend request and he messaged her. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. It went and it was almost like an instant connection to Shanann. She said that they were soulmates, practically. It was like they had been made for each other. Opposites attract. Shanann was very outgoing and she loved to share what was going on with her life, while Chris was very standoffish and sort of, you know, shy, pretty much. Very, (laughs) you're rolling your eyes, very into himself is what people got from him in two different ways, but we'll get into that. Shanann actually worked for Lavelle, which is a multi-level marketing company, which is where you post on social media a lot, you try to get other people to buy the product and bring them into this, you know, work atmosphere, all that sort of thing. So she was posting to Facebook constantly, videos, posts, pictures, all that sort of stuff. So her life was very much on social media for the most part, as well as, you know, Chris, because she was, at this point, he was very much a part of her life. Right. He was, he was in a lot of the videos. Right. So they got married in 2012 and Shanann is quoted to have said that marrying Chris was the best thing that has ever happened to her. Eventually, of course, you know, with marriage comes children and Bella, who was four years old at the time, and Celeste, aka Cece, was two at the time. And they were very happy, it seemed, based on the posts that Shanann made to Facebook and all sort of that. And they were going to get happier because it turns out that Shanann was pregnant with a boy who they were going to name Nico. At this point in 2013, a year after they had been married, they moved to Colorado where Chris worked for a petroleum company. He worked as a field coordinator. And for the most part, Shanann stayed at home with the children. And did her... And did her multi-level Lavelle. Online sales. Right, exactly. So she she could do most of her work at home. I mean, she did very well. As she far did what I understand. From she actually became a bestseller. Yes, because of sell. this. Yeah, she did promotions, but health health products. Yeah, health, Lavelle health, is like health beauty. Right. You know that. Sorry, didn't know that. Yeah, either. right. No, yeah. it's okay. So she also was. She made a lot of money with because she was such a good seller because she was so high up in this she in did. Lavelle. She also was very well traveled. So because of Lavelle. She was able to take her the kids and Chris to places like Disneyland, Disney World, 
They traveled around the country. They went on vacations, all sort of that, you know, that kind of thing. Lots of perks. Exactly. Lots and lots of perks. Now, was he doing well in with his company? He seemed to be doing moderately okay. I mean, they were, financially, they were... Well, oh, okay. Maybe that's to come. Okay. We'll talk about that for sure. Okay, sorry. So, of course, you know, in 2018, Shanann announced to Facebook with a video that they were expecting again. And it was her surprising Chris with a shirt that said something like, I can't quite remember what the shirt said, but it was something telling him that they were were, expecting. They were pregnant again. Yes. And he, it's very... And I encourage you all to search this video out because it is online. His reaction is very odd. It's it's not enthusiastic at all. Of course, he's like, oh, that's great. I'm so excited that we're having a kid again. But it's very subdued. It's very not as excited as you should be when your wife is telling you that she's pregnant. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, are we following along at this point? I am. Okay, are good. you? Yeah. You keeping but your I- notes updated? Well, no, I've only written one thing down, but I think that I think that as you have multiple children, you may tend to go. I mean, there's always surprises and bonuses. Well, I think it's, you know, it depends on it, every individual situation. I mean, right, absolutely, right. And there, as as we start to talk more about this case, we'll discover that their situation was becoming more and more strained. At the time when the pregnancy was announced, I think they they actually filed for bankruptcy because they were having trouble with money issues and of course another child was just going to add on to that. So you could argue that that was the reason for Chris's reaction of not very excited or anything like that. You could also argue that it's because he began an affair with a woman named Nicole Kessinger around the same time that Shanann announced that she was pregnant. They worked together, right? Yes, they worked together. Now, neighbors had said prior to this that there were arguments heard in the Watts household. Well, of course, it got to be so bad that Shanann left on a six week trip with the girls to visit her parents in North Carolina, which is when Chris started to become more involved. With Miss Kessinger. Okay, so the affair was already going on. Yes. And she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. She did not know, obviously. But things were strained in the marriage. Mm -hmm. And so she took a six-week vacation with her children. Yes. To her parents' Mm -hmm. house. Yes. And did she think everything was... Fine. Fine in their marriage? I mean, like, did she suspect another woman was involved? I mean, I know she knew the finances were strained, Mm -hmm. but... I don't think she did. Based on things that she she texted Chris later on, I don't think she thought that there was an affair happening. I think she thought that this was just anxiety over money and over the new baby coming eventually. I think she was just thinking that this was just a momentary issue. Because you, ha- you always have those bumps in relationships. It's stressful. It's not always perfect. Right. It's stressful. Despite what goes on the internet or whatever, it's not always perfect. So I think her her reasoning behind it was, we'll give Chris a break, you know, take the kids with me to go visit my parents, let him cool off, get it together, sort of, and, and we'll, we'll deal with this as it comes. So to me, Shanann, she was doing the best she could as a mother of taking her children out of that situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I, does that 
makes sense. I'm not a mom, so. I agree. No. It, 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 yes. Yes. Okay. Good. So we're on the same page. At this time, Chris became a lot colder. And that's because, based on what the police gathered from phone records and text messages, which, by the way, fun fact, even if you delete a message, it's not gone. The police can can still find it. Never gone. (laughs) We got phones. There you go. Never gone. Never gone. So this this is really when it becomes incriminating for Chris and Miss Kessinger, which, of course, we're going to get into that now. Chris became a lot colder to Nicole. Or not Nicole. Shanann, I'm sorry. Shanann. 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 His wife. And he just sort of began to pull away from her emotionally. And so here's here's a basic timeline. There's a, okay, fun fact about this case. There's a 2,000-page document which details all of the evidence from this case that you can find online. I'll be sure to link, the, link it in the description in the show notes. And you're welcome to peruse it as much as you can. I tried my best to read through it all. All 2,000 pages? It, it became a lot. So <laughs> I... <laughs> I was lucky enough that I found excerpts and was able to pick and choose the important ones for this discussion. What I'm about to present date-wise is not the full story. I mean, it is basically the full story, but it's not everything. Right. So if you, you are more than welcome to look through this 2,000-page document. Like I said, it'll be linked below. I wish you the best of luck if you decide to do this. It's very interesting. Am I? Yes, you definitely. It's it's very intriguing, for sure. And they have pictures and all this sort of stuff. But we'll oh, I don't know. Oh, not bad pictures. Just, like, okay. evidence from text messages. <laughs> so, on July 7th, Chris called Miss Kessinger, and the phone pinged the, at several different locations that he was going to possibly visit her. Okay, so when did Shanann leave? So she left, I believe, early July, late June. Early July. Early July. Late June. Late June. So this was very shortly after. So this his phone pinged at several different locations July 7th. July 7th. So Chris and Miss Kessinger had been talking for several months at this point. I believe they officially met, and I'm trying my best to remember, I believe they officially met in February or March of 2018. So they had been talking for a while, and we'll get into that later, of course. What was her name? Nicole. But there's two Nicoles in this story, so we're calling her Kessinger. Okay, I was going to ask why you're giving her the dignity of calling her Miss Kessinger. Yes, so we'll just call her Miss Kessinger because there's two Nicoles in the story. On July 7th, it's theorized that based on his phone records, he was probably visiting her after midnight, which we all know what happens when you're ha- you have a mistress and you're visiting her at night. Things are going down that we won't get into on this podcast. I'm sure other people will, but we're not doing it here. So the next day, of course, Shanann had been texting him, asking him how he's doing, What's going on? Is he doing okay? All this sort of stuff. Hadn't texted her back at all the day before. Nothing. So he texted her the next day after he had been out, allegedly with Miss Kessinger, that he was sorry and that he loved her and that he was just stressed out from work. And so as soon as he got back that night, he just felt right to sleep and didn't check his phone at all. So already we are... 
we're seeing some issues with Chris being not the best husband at all. I don't think this was the first time he was deceptive. Hmm. I think that's safe to say yes. Well, he definitely wasn't. Anyway, he, he was being distant, but it was probably wasn't the first time he was being distant. Mm-hmm. I agree. Phone records also show that Kessinger, Miss Kessinger, and Chris called and texted each other constantly during this entire time that Shanann was away. Not just July 7th, but every single day after this. They texted each other every day. Tons and tons of conversations together. Chris just completely avoided all of Shanann's calls. He just did not obviously want anything to do with her and her kids. Or may, their kids. May I ask what, a question? Yes, go had, ahead. Had they discussed separation before? Not at this point. Okay. Yes, Departure. not no. separation. Again, Shanann just decided this break would be good for Chris okay. and herself. So, as far as she knew, they were everything still... was A-OK yes. in the marriage. Okay. Yes, exactly. He was um, stressed about the bankruptcy. Yes. he still never checked on the children. Mm-mm. Didn't check on them at all or anything like that. So, Shanann talked to talked about Chris to a ton of friends and her mother. They all said, you know, he probably just needs some time to just, he, he said he was stressed, he probably just needs some time to relax and, you know, do guy stuff with his guy buds or, you know, the usual things we hear when people are stressed. They just need time to themselves to recollect and get back into that feeling of normalcy and all that stuff, all that sort of stuff. You know, yeah. that's that's pretty much all the advice that they all gave her. Right. Literally a week later, on July 14th, Chris called Shanann, and he said that he had been thinking about it and that he wanted a divorce. Oh. While she's in... While she's in North Carolina with the children. Well... He said... Not only did he say he did not, or he wanted a divorce, he said that he did not want the baby. <gasps> While she's away. While she's away. So this wow. was over phone call or text. I'm, you know, either way, it's, it's a horrible way to tell somebody. So Shanann told Chris, before we make any big decisions, let's at least try marriage counseling. Because yes. we just declared okay. bankruptcy. We're both stressed out to no end. This is probably just a, a result of anxiety and things like that, and Chris said no. He did not want to even try marriage. He just wanted out, pretty much, is what he told her. But of course, Shanann continued to press it, and eventually, I'm sure he he probably agreed that marriage counseling would be the best idea. At this time, Chris and Miss Kessinger began to share nudes with each other on a constant basis, nearly. While Chris is in the middle of this crisis, with his marriage, he just doesn't seem to care at all about Shanann or his children or anything except for his new romance with this Yeah, he's all this woman. Kessinger. Mm-hmm. Also at this time, according to her Google records, Kessinger, Miss Kessinger, began to Google, quote, man I'm having an affair with will leave his wife, unquote. So she... She that where? She Googled, man I'm having an affair with will why? leave his wife. What? Why'd she Google that? Who knows? But I want everyone... She wants to know, like, if it's going to happen? Does she think it's the magic eight ball? Why did she do that? <laughs> I, I don't know. She, To me, this is like, she's... Idiot. She's wanting 
confirmation that he will leave Shanann or she's questioning to see if this has happened in the past or all this sort of stuff. So Has she not watched any TV? <laughs> I, but I want y'all to remember this Google search for future okay. discussions. The, okay. Is it going to be in your it, it, what is, Say it again. Man I'm having an affair with will leave his wife. Man I'm having an affair with will leave his wife. So remember the words affair, or the word affair. Okay. Because affair. that will come into play. Oh, and also wife. Because that will come into play later. Oh. So Chris was also at the time Googling vacation spots. So he and he and Miss Kessinger were going to go on a nice vacation. Why not? While Shanann and her children were trying to put their marriage back together while they were in North Carolina struggling and he was just like let's go have a nice outing babe let's do it so they did and they just on July 28th they went on a vacation to the great sand dunes and they took pictures and you can find them online and they're having a good time Chris is kissing her on the cheek they're acting like a real cute couple meanwhile Shanann and the kids are in North Carolina wondering if this is even going to if, if her marriage is still Exactly. So, Shanann was also texting Chris at the time that she was really hurting, and she didn't understand why he was saying these things, and that she wanted to try and work everything out. He was ignoring all of this. He was like, I don't care. Whatever. Well, he's 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 a jerk. I mean, you know. He that, really that, is. That's jerk. That's just, mm-hmm. but uh, I'll comment more when we find when out When we more. get into the case, yes. So... Also on July 28th, when they were on their vacation, Miss Kessinger began to Google, quote, wedding dresses, and she also Google searched all of Shanann's social medias. So she was on her Facebook, all that sort of thing. Also keep that in mind for future discussions, that she was aware of Shanann's social medias. Exactly. Okay, so she knew that Shanann was pregnant. Yes. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. August 8th rolls around. Shanann, I think actually the children were back. I believe that Shanann was at a work conference. Yes, she had a conference. Chris told Shanann while she was on vacation and the kids were with him, or she was at work, she was at a work conference on August 8th. The kids were still with him. He texted her and said that they were not compatible anymore. He also said that he was not interested anymore. Shanann had given him a book to read about how to save their marriage, and he refused to read it. He said, I'm not interested in even saving this marriage at all. I just want to be done with you. I want to move on with life. That's basically what he told her. Which, great, great husband. Great, great guy. Great guy. Just a great guy all around, obviously. I'm being sarcastic. I hope we can all understand. Oh, yes. I'm being sarcastic. We do. Good. Also, at this time on this day... Miss Kessinger was Googling, quote, marrying your mistress, unquote. What are our thoughts on this? Marrying your mistress. Yes. While he's texting his wife that I don't want to work anything out, I oh, I think she's a, I mean, I don't understand why you would Google that anyway. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I think they're a bunch of idiots. That's, yep, yeah, that's a that's a good Look, way of putting it. here's the thing. Things happen. Mm-hmm. I don't understand some of the actions they take mm-hmm. because things happen. I want to give grace, as we are all asked to do. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't understand the mindset. I don't understand what what they're thinking and the actions that they take. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not convicting this man or, or, you know, I mean, I don't like it. I'm not approving but I'm just saying I, I, I don't understand some of the some of the Google searches searches mm-hmm. I don't understand right but I think that sometimes you get caught up in the emotion of the situation and when you're passionate about the situation then then you start to search and you want answers for you want answers and it, and it may not be in a in a in a healthy way or a, a uh, productive way but what that, was the google search marrying what, your mistress just marrying your mistress yes i don't understand what the point of that was but anyway my she point just, is, is that she's an idiot mm-hmm. to, to to google that number one mm-hmm. but my my secondary point is that you can google anything you're right mm-hmm. and in our day and age you know especially with all that's going on you can Google anything. But I don't mm-hmm. understand what she's trying to find. Oh, she's Google. Trying to, she's she, trying to find someone that says it's okay? Yes. Well, <laughs> I think we'll get a deeper understanding of why she was possibly Googling this okay. later on. But I'm enjoying anyway, I'm enjoying anyway. the take. Also, on this day, Shanann was talking to her friends about how she didn't want to be a single mom. And that was one thing that she was afraid of, was how she was going to support her kids as a single mom, which is why she was trying so hard with Chris to keep the marriage together, pretty much. So. Well, three children as a single mom would be a lot. Exactly. No, three. 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 Bella, Shanann, and then eventually Nico. That'd be a lot. We're moving on to August 9th. Shanann and her friend Nicole Atkinson is the second Nicole in the story. yes, yes. Nicole and her were at a work conference Mm -hmm. together, I believe in Arizona. I could be wrong about that, but they were out of state for Mm -hmm. this. And Chris sent this very interesting text. Please don't show me. No, no, that's not a body. It's not a body. Okay. (laughs) I'll say this right. It's not a body. So here's the picture, and I promise, again, it's not a body. It's a Barbie doll. It's a big Barbie doll, but he sent this image to Shanann as a joke. <gasps> what? So, can we describe the image that's before us for those of us that are listening? It's as if the Barbie were in a morgue. Yes. It's a toy, what looks like a Barbie, in a chair big. with pillows behind it. And a sheet covering its body. It, as if it's in a morgue. As if it's in a morgue. Yes. So, Chris texted this to Shanann as a joke. He was doing this jokingly. What? We're not quite sure why. But Shanann, I believe it was Shanann that posted this to Facebook and said, I don't know what to think about this. Which. Good for her. It's, yeah, very valid. So, he texted that to her. Yes. And then she posted to Facebook? As like. You know, he's joking around or something like that. I don't really know what to think of this. You can find the post, which is where I found this image. But she's she's very unsure. And I, obviously, you would be a little bit unsettled by seeing this. What looks like a child covered in a it, blanket. It, it is a Barbie. It, it, well, Barbie's a woman. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I thought. It was a threat to her. Mm-hmm. Because Barbie's a woman. Right. And it is completely covered as if 
you were in a morgue except for the the feet. Non-Barbie feet sticking out. August 13th is when all of this starts to happen. When all of this sort of comes to bubbling to the surface about what's going on. The 13th. The 13th of August. August 13th. August 13th. I don't know if it was a Friday, but... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because on the 14th... We'll get into that. So we are actually going to talk about what happened August 13th, right after... Of 2018. Right after we hear a word from our sponsors. This episode of Hey Have You Heard About is brought to you by Best Fiends. You know that feeling when you're just sitting around trying to find something to do? Maybe you're tired of binge-watching the latest TV show or there aren't any books that you're interested in reading. That's never a feeling that we like to experience. That's why I'm so glad to share the game Best Fiends with you. I know you've all heard this before, but Best Fiends is one of the most fun puzzle games out there right now. I told you all last episode that my end of summer goal was to get to level 100. Well, I'm happy to say I've played it so much since then that I completed my goal. One thing that makes Best Fiends so engaging is that they pride themselves as a service and not necessarily just a game. They update the app monthly with new characters, new events, and new levels just so that it stays fresh, exciting, and most importantly, fun. My favorite thing is logging onto the app and seeing all sorts of new things there for me to try out. So engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best fiends. As I get more involved with the professional world, I find that more and more I rely on coffee in order to keep me going. Now, I am by no means an expert when it comes to it, so I have to rely on others to give me professional advice in order to make the best cup of coffee. Y'all, I am so excited to introduce you to Perfect Brew. Perfect Brew is a free resource for anyone that wants to know more about coffee, from how to brew it to how to get it out of your carpet. I tried their mint chocolate chip frappe recipe and I cannot recommend it enough. The recipe was super simple and it didn't require a lot of steps. And more importantly, I had most of the ingredients in my own home. For the ones I didn't, it was easy to find them in the grocery store and they were relatively cheap so they fit my budget perfectly. Not to mention it was delicious and will be something I make often in the future, especially now that summer's here. Perfect Brew is made up of 10 coffee experts, baristas, and food scientists who love coffee and want to share their love with others. Their website is easy to navigate and has tons of how-tos, original recipes, and product reviews, so it's easier for you to decide exactly what you need. Like I said, everything they offer is free, so if you love coffee and you want to learn how to make a better brew, or you're just looking for a quality coffee product, check them out at perfectbrew.com. Perfect Brew. Buy coffee lovers for coffee lovers. Okay, so we are back. Thank you to our sponsors, Best Fiends and Perfect Brew. We really appreciate your support and hopefully your continued support. So here we go. So August 13th was the day that Shanann headed home from her work conference with Nicole. So they were both back home in Colorado. Shanann got home at around 2 a.m. This was because of flight issues. Her flights were delayed, all that sort of thing. August 13th was also the last day that Shanann was seen. When her friend dropped her off. When her friend dropped her off. So here's the timeline of what happened. But what about the baby? The Nico who, he was still, or are you talking about Bella, Bella and Cece? 
Yeah. These were also the last time that they were seen. They were home with Dad. They were home with Dad at this point. While while Mom was on the work trip, they were home with Dad. Yes. That day, August 13th, Chris went to work in the morning. He usually left work fairly early, so this wasn't abnormal. Nicole, her friend, texted Shanann because Shanann had an appointment about Nico, the unborn baby. Shanann never responded back. I thought this was the 14th. This was the 13th, because she got home at 2 a.m. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Okay. So, Shanann never texted Nicole back, which was very abnormal. Right. Because Shanann was constantly on social media. She was posting. She always, always responded to her friends. And she had a doctor's appointment. That day. That morning. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, of course, Nicole texted Chris, and Chris responded saying, oh, Shanann told me that she and the kids had a play date. This was false. That was not true. Nicole knew this because she had actually gone over with her son to Shanann and Chris's house to check on Shanann. Nobody answered the door and the car was still in the driveway with the girls' car seats. The thunder is rumbling because we're about to get serious. The car seats were still in the car. Serious. They were in the they were in the garage with yes. the garage door down. Nobody yes. could even get to it. Yes. So it was very suspicious and odd that Shanann was not answering her texts for one. There was no play date. Otherwise, she would have left with the car seats in the car, which they were still there, you know. And no one was answering the phone at the house. Right. So Or her cell phone. Exactly. So Nicole did the only thing she could do at this point, which is when the police were called. And there is a great video of a guy showing the police body cam footage of him responding to the scene and showing what happens next and breaking down the body language of everybody there. I encourage everybody to watch it. It's a little bit long. That's the very first thing I saw. It's a very interesting video about the body language of especially Chris in this moment. So Chris had been called and texted all day about Shanann being missing and everything was I haven't heard from her. She told me she was on a play date. Like it's not a big deal. He's not worried at all. Exactly. So if you were in his position and your spouse was missing along with your children, how would you react? Would you be like, oh it's not a big deal? Or would you be there to see if they were okay. If somebody called me and said, these were the events of the day, your wife was supposed to, uh, your wife or husband, you know, since it's me, your husband was supposed to be at a doctor's appointment at 10 o'clock and he didn't show up. Do you know anything about it? I would be right home. Yes. What about you, mom? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Same. So this is not normal behavior, obviously. Finally, the police called Chris and they said, we haven't, you know, your, your wife's friends are concerned. She hasn't been heard from all day. Could you come home and let us in? Or could you allow us into the property, you know, so we can investigate? Mm-hmm. He said, you can't go in by yourself, but I'll be there shortly to let you in. So he finally- well, There was no way for them to get in. Right. Because the the garage door was down, mm-hmm. and I think unless the police had... Well, if they had permission from the Him to break owner, in the door. They could But he did but not he get did that. Not get right. So he finally arrived. He made people wait for him to get there. And he went in through the garage, and he spent one minute and seven seconds in there by himself. 
Now, what he did during that one minute and seven seconds, we have no way of knowing. But it does not take one minute and seven seconds to go from your garage door to the front door to let a police officer in, especially if your wife is missing. And not to mention your children. So this is obviously very odd behavior from Chris Watts at this point. And it's not just the police officer that's noticing it. You can tell by the body cam footage that Nicole and her son are very unsettled by this. During the entire investigation inside the house, Chris did not look up or did not look for Shanann and the children. He did not call out for them. He literally just texted the entire time. He was on his phone, his head down, texting somebody. I did not notice that when I watched mm -hmm. what you're, the footage you're talking yes. about. I did not notice that. Yes. So if your spouse and your children are missing, the natural response, hopefully, is to call out for them. He just spent the time texting somebody, which, according to body language analysis, and according to the, the video that I saw, this is an action that we do when we're very uncomfortable with the situation. Just get on our phone and start testing, looking at To things. distract ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Now, he did sort of look around somewhat. He did make the observations that, oh, the kids' blankies are gone. Or, oh, Shanann left her ring on the nightstand, which is very unusual activity. But besides that, besides actions that would indicate that maybe Shanann had ran off with the children, he didn't participate in the investigation. He, according to this body language analysis person, his actions showed that he was being very standoffish, very defensive, and especially very uncaring about the situation of what was happening. So he was rocking back and forth a lot, which yeah. is an obvious indication that somebody is uncomfortable or at Self least- Self-soothing. Right, mm -hmm. self-soothing. He was also very talkative, which was unlike him. And he didn't look worried at all. Much like the interview we saw of him, he was joking and smiling and just not concerned about Shanann and the kids being missing. So luckily, one of their neighbors had a security camera and they went over there. He, he came over and said, I, I understand the situation. I have a security camera, so if we see that they left, it would be able to pick up based on its angle, unless they left from the back, but you know, why would they leave from the back, right. you know? Do you think Chris knew I don't think Chris knew because it showed Chris loading something into his truck early that morning, which was uncharacteristic of him for his work. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really intriguing because as you watch Chris watch this tape of him loading something into the truck, he becomes visibly nervous. He, he starts sweating. He starts rocking back and forth even more. He starts making excuses. So how is he watching? He's watching. So the neighbor recorded, it has the security camera recorded everything that's happening on the street. And so okay. he pulled up the tape from that morning specifically and played it for the police officer and for Chris. Oh. So Chris was able to see him pull his truck oh. into the driveway, load something into the truck, and drive away. Oh. Yes. Chris at this time was like, well, you know, could you have caught, you know, trying to make excuses, like, could you have caught her pulling out a weird angle and all this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the neighbor said, no, basically this, this camera catches everything going up and down the street. Everything and that includes your driveway. Oh, I bet he was freaking. He was. You can tell. Mm -hmm. that he, he starts, like I said, rocking back and forth. He's got sweat. 
you know, on his forehead to the point where the glasses he was wearing fall down oh, into his face. God. It's, I definitely really recommend the video that I watched. Like I said, it's in the description and show notes. But after Chris left the house, the police stayed behind to talk to the neighbor and the neighbor said, quote, he's not acting right at all. Oh. Unquote. Wow. So the neighbor went on to explain that they were somewhat friends with Chris and Shanann, so they knew them fairly well. He said that they he had heard them arguing constantly, as well as all the neighbors, mm-hmm. and that Chris had always come across as very shy and introverted. So the fact that he's talking a lot, the fact that he's acting very strangely, is what's making him you know, Same suspect. Same ab- uh, and abnormal. Or exactly. Ab- not normal for himself. Exactly. Also... According to phone records, Chris was texting uh, Nicole Kessinger pretty much all day. While this, while his while family, the police now were there. He said, uh, "Miss Kessinger did text him at one point to check in, and he was like, sorry, 'Sorry, I'm busy right now.' But as soon as the police were gone and everything, he carried on the conversation as if nothing was wrong, as if nothing happened." Like, I want to meet you and... Pretty much, yeah. She went on to say later that he FaceTimed her that night. And she had no idea that his family was gone? Mm, we'll get into that later. That is an episode two conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, August 14th is when he does the infamous interview that we saw at the beginning. Okay. Obviously, we all noticed that he was laughing. He was talking way too much, which according to behavioral analysis people when you talk too much about a subject especially when you're asked a question that usually indicates that you are guilty or lying about something Mm -hmm. and he was also smiling a lot during the interview Mm -hmm. so i want to give a shout out real quick to it's a youtube channel called jcs criminal psychology and if you're interested in true crime or Ooh. psychology at all, <laughs> I definitely recommend this channel. <laughs> Basically, uh, this channel breaks down famous interrogation videos and discusses the ways that criminals were caught and what specifically, what specific parts of the video were important to. Oh, fascinating. It's me. very fascinating. Oh, I love it. And they actually did a three-part series on this upcoming topic, which mm-hmm. were the investigations that Chris Watts, or the interrogations oh, that yeah. Chris Watts was a part of during that. this time. Like his, his police investigation. In, 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 interrogation? Yes. Police. Oh. It's footage from inside the police station where the FBI is investigating him and asking him questions. And JCS Criminal Psychology, that channel, breaks down everything that he does as well as what the prosecutors discussed during the actual oh, trial. So wow. it's very interesting. Yeah. I definitely recommend that channel. The link is going to be in the description and show notes. But so after Chris gave this interview at the news channel, uh-huh. literally hours later, police brought him in for questioning about the disappearance of Shanann and the children because he's acting really suspicious. Yeah. He gave this weird interview. You know, what else are you going to do, right? Does anybody remember Darlene Rotier from... No. Do you know who that is? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Have you heard about? <laughs> is that something I should definitely look into? I'll tell you about it later. Okay, sounds good. Mm, that's good. <laughs> so the interrogation lasted a total of two days. So the first day, it was just him and an FBI agent in the room for a few hours together discussing um, the details of what happened that day. 
Chris stuck to his story. He said, I woke up, I got ready for work, I told Shanann goodbye, I told the kids goodbye, she told me she had a play date that day, and that was the last time I saw them. And that was his story. Wow. Interestingly, his answers, like I said before, when someone is guilty, they tend to give very long and detailed and useless information in their answers, which indicates that they're lying. Mm -hmm. And so when he was asked, what do you think happened? His answer was probably, if I'm trying to remember the exact time, it felt like it was about five minutes long. The interview? Yes. On the, on the news? No, no, no. When he was asked in the interrogation, oh. what do you think happened? His answer was very, very long. And it had something to do with maybe she ran off or maybe somebody got, you know, it was unnecessary. And it had a lot of really pointless information that would not have been addressed if he had not been lying, basically. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. It does. Yeah. Yep. Okay. He He's indicated... trying to fill the silence. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He indicated that he knew people would, quote, look at him as a guilty party. Well, because we've all watched Dateline mm -hmm. and Investigative ID mm -hmm. and whatever else is out there, and they always suspect the spouse mm -hmm. first, so he should have. Right. What made him separate from all, from the spouses that obviously had nothing to do with it was that he showed absolutely no emotion when it came to talking about what might have happened. So he was like, I don't know, I guess. Oh, that's you know. a red flag. Yeah, that's exactly. A, yeah. Yeah. Kim, don't sure. you think? Yeah, I do. When You're being quiet, Kim. <laughs> I mean, I'm just listening. The the FBI agent asked, well, have you ever cheated on your wife? Oh. Is this something that's been happening? At the time, the police had already taken Chris's phone and okay. had all of the text messages between him and Miss Kessinger. The police don't ask questions that they don't have the answer to. Most of the time, yes. Chris made the very somewhat sudden and very, it sounded very practiced statement that he had never cheated on Shanann and he never would. And it's very interesting. Again, I, I definitely recommend that y'all watch the video. But on, on the, I guess this would be the 14th, he agreed to a polygraph test. And if you don't know what a polygraph test is, it's basically a lie detector test where you're hooked up to a machine, it measures your heart rate and everything like that, and basically it can determine if you're lying about a question or not, which is, yes, do you have... I was going to say, but... But, it, I mean, sometimes it's very... It's not admissible. It's not I mean, admissible most of the time. I will it's not, admit. No, it's not admissible in court. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, at least in this case, it's used as a way to sort of intimidate the guilty oh. party into confessing. Yeah, if you want to use it as intimidation. Mm -hmm. sure. The FBI decided to use a polygraph test as a way to try and get Chris to confess. And I will say real quick, there's a common misconception that when you haven't slept before or when you're nervous that it can make the test results wrong. And this is something that Chris discussed as an excuse later on is that he was nervous and he didn't get a lot of sleep. Well, of course. Like, he, he said before the polygraph test, like, oh, I, I didn't sleep course. well last night. As a way to sort of soften what Absolutely. was to come. I would, too, if I had done what he did. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, allegedly did allegedly. what he did. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's nothing alleged about it. We'll oh, it. she went there. We'll get she into it. She went there, girl. So, <laughs> so he, beforehand, he was like, 
I, you know, I was, I'm nervous. I've never done this before. I didn't sleep well last night. So if the results are positive, then, you know, blah, blah, blah. But again, that has nothing to do with if it's positive that you lied or, you know, not. I think what it does is it might give investigators grounds to move forward on something. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not going to convict you, but it's going to give somebody um, a reason to like look a reason into to look it. forward yes. into it. Okay. But at this point, investigators were pretty sure that it was Chris because they had the phone <laughs> record. Let's not beat around the bush anymore. Okay. At this point, they're hey, like, "This guy, knew it. this guy is it." So beforehand, I loved the polygraph expert tester they brought in. She had it on lock. Beforehand, this is so interesting. This is in the video, the interrogation video. Before she even gave him the test, she asked him, well, how would you personally make somebody disappear? He answered... What the... Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He answered murder, kidnapping, stabbing, <gasps> shooting. But interestingly, he did not mention strangulation or smothering, which, spoiler is eventually how it how Shanann and the kids had been killed. He named everything but but strangulation and smothering. Kill. What? Don't think about it too much. We'll get into Stop. it. Stop. Okay. <laughs> we'll get into it. So Because you're gonna you're gonna cry. So he took beforehand, again, I commend this polygraph test expert or she is just an icon. She's oh. great. She gave him a practice test beforehand. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, you know, we're going to test the machine, see how your levels are, all this sort of, you know, mm-hmm. make him very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And after they got done, she looked at mm-hmm. him and she said, I want to thank you so much. And he was like, oh my gosh, this yeah. is this is great. Uh-huh. And she finished off by saying, quote, you are a really bad liar. So I just want to thank you for making my job a lot easier, unquote. Wow. So she, she, she made him I'm sorry. even more nervous about the fact that she knew what was about to happen. So, of course, he actually failed the polygraph test. You're kidding. No, not at all. Kimmy failed. I got it. (laughs) And we are going to discuss the aftermath of this failure. We all know, we we all know it. That was, we all knew it was happening. We're going to actually talk about that in the next episode. I'm so sorry. You're going to have to wait to see what happens. Wait. You're going to have to wait. For part two. Part two is coming Hopefully July 15th, fingers crossed. But I want to say thank you to Mm -mm. all of our Mm -mm. listeners. I hope you stick around. We love the listeners. We love the listeners. I hope you stick around for part two of this Chris Watts discussion. Please do. Again, I want to say thank you to our sponsors, Best Fiends and Perfect Brew. Definitely check out them. Their links will be in the show notes and description. If you're interested in getting more information about the podcast, follow our Instagram and Twitter at podcast. If you want more stuff about the podcast, weekly updates, episodes a day early, check out our Patreon and definitely support the show there. Like I said, just a dollar a month. It will get you episodes a day early. It's great. It's a lot of fun. And check out our Teespring store. All the money from the Teespring store will be donated to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Again, a great organization. Thank you, Matt, Sandy, and Kim for being our guests. We will see y'all again in July. And can't wait. Can't wait for part two with you. Oh, I can't wait. So, goodbye.